Hello, gatherers. I do want to announce our first network event, the 365 Days of Movies Challenge. It's a challenge consisting of Eric, Evan, myself, and Tim, as we have to watch one movie a day for a whole year. 365 days, 365 movies. They have to be at least 45 minutes long from start to finish. The challenge will start on June 13th and will be very fun and especially irritating for us. If we miss a day, there's a punishment. From karaoke to prank videos to slap fights to wearing dog cones, we promise you, you'll be entertained with our misfortunes. Again, June 13th, the start of a year of craziness. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art that is available in the comic book industry. From trivia to book discussions to interviews to insider looks, this is Indie Comics with Jeff. Welcome once again to another wacky and zany episode of Indie Comics. I am your host, Jeff, a crusader for creator-owned work in comics. Today we are at the Comic Bug with the Los Angeles Women's Comic Creators League. Without further ado, here's another dose of Indie Comics. And who am I with on this very day? Uh, my name is Joey Brown. And I am Christine Hip. This is Tyler from The Gathering. This is Haley from The Gathering. All right. And without further ado, ladies, if you'd like to answer some questions for us adoring fans, we shall go ahead and get started. Absolutely. All right. First of all, um, <laughs> who exactly are the Ladybugs? The Ladybugs are the Los Angeles Women's Comic Creator League. We meet every Thursday from 6 to 9. Any lady or someone who identifies as a lady who likes comics or likes to make comics can show up. And it's a very wonderful meeting. Everyone's very supportive. We inspire each other to make comics. We usually eat cheese. We um, talk about the newest comics. We do all kinds of really fun stuff. And we work together to help each other out. Workshops. All kinds of stuff. Did you, did you say we eat cheese? Wait, yeah, I, I slipped sl that in there. Of cheese. That's yes. what I've heard. I've totally heard there's a lot of cheese and beer. So oh, yeah. Cheese yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we mix it up and we'll have like wine or like. But for special shots. occasions, right? <laughs> yeah. Or no, it's, I think so we definitely do get like champagne for special occasions. Oh, but nice. sometimes the special occasion is that we want to, to drink rum. <laughs> oh, so now it's a rum and cheese all of a sudden all right. with you guys. Anything and cheese. That sounds amazing. Like for me, all I need is like bacon and cheese and I'll be there. Like, oh, bacon. Mm. Let's do bacon next oh, time. Oh, I think it's just because we I don't have a place to readily idea, prepare Tyler. it and fresh bacon's preferable to yeah just, good point yeah ask Trader Joe's if they have like a spare microwave or yeah I'm there, sure there they is have a it. microwave in the comic bug but it's in the bathroom so it's always weird microwaving food in there because <laughs> right. then it's like yeah. do you take the bathroom key so no one can go in there while it's microwaving like what if it's for like five minutes because you just bought Here, like wait, a tiny cake go away, can I grab my quesadilla Thanks. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Walk out the bathroom with like a four like a full like course meal and everyone's just like <laughs> what magic is in this bathroom Forget my meatloaf's in the nothing. bathroom <laughs> you saw nothing um, yeah, we are <laughs> one stop shopping. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> all right. Anyway. All right. And, um, uh, next of all, uh, why an anthology? And did y'all do single issues and put them on comiXology originally, or did you always intend on coming out together in one form? An anthology was always in the cards for us, uh, before the ladybugs were a thing. There is a group that meets the comic bug called the sketchy bugs. That is both men and women. Uh, we ended up forming a women's group. Because uh, there actually wasn't one in all of L.A. before we formed one, and there was a need for it. So we, we put one together, and since the Sketchy Bugs already have their own anthologies, I think they just uh, finished submissions for the Doomsday Anthology last year, which is supposed to be really cool. And so that was that was a thing that they already had going, and they, they reached out to us and told us that if we wanted to make one, it seemed like we 
we knew what we were doing. We're pretty organized. And so uh, we, we have our own anthology now. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so you, you meet up every Thursday. Uh, how, long, like, how long did it take for you guys to kind of just like figure out um, like what stories to put, uh, put in? Because obviously, is it more of like we, we do a thing uh, with some of the people who write for us, and they'll, they'll come together and do a writing session, or um, they'll just go around, they'll just go to a brewery and drink, and then they'll just basically like write something out, and then they'll just uh, kind of like be like, okay, where can we go from here? Do y'all like work mm -hmm. without with each other, or you just kind of like? Uh, for the anthology, in this particular case, it was just a, hey, ladies, do you want to get your comic published? Here is the deadline. Make something, and then we had the editor uh, Barbara Kiesel come in and uh, take a Love look Barbara. at it. Oh, she's, she's fantastic. She's great. She's for, fantastic. For anyone, so awesome. anyone not in the know, for starters, she is brilliant and fantastic, and we all love her. And you might recognize her from editing Watchmen. What? And what? also one of the, the, the Dark Horse Star Wars comics. And one of the co-writers so. co of Superman for a while with her husband, Carl, way back yeah. in the day. That's yeah. awesome. So she, she like knows the industry. She's really cool. She gives great feedback. Uh, like we, we gave her good comics, and she helped us make them great comics. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, a, what a legend. That's yeah. so cool. Oh, so, yeah. So um, for the anthology, who are y'all targeting? Like, What's the audience that you guys really want to grab? Uh, uh, we're we're kind of going for all ages with this one. Uh, I think initially we did have some stuff like there was a pinup we had that had like exposed breasts because we didn't really have guidelines. The idea was just like see what women make when you tell them to make whatever they want, and it's cool because you have this really wide range in there as opposed to like a bunch of kids stories, which is what you would expect if you're a top person in the industry apparently, because that's what women are good at. And all, all of them are good. No, at. no. That's so, so wrong. <laughs> like, the anthology has, like, a couple kid stories in there, but also has, like, stuff that isn't kid stories, which is really cool. Um, and so we did, after we got this really cute cover commissioned of a bunch of ladybugs hanging out making art together, which is perfect for the cover, <laughs> uh, we ended up, we saw that there were a lot of, like, young women interested in the anthology, and we wanted them to be able to, like, read it. So we, we did have, like, a couple of people go back and, like, censored a little bit and we we told them that there would be like another time when that kind of thing would be appropriate and it's just in this one case we want to be able to reach more people all right so how did everything unfold with the ladybugs and the anthology um well so we just celebrated our one year birthday congratulations what was it? about a month ago one yeah. year yeah. how amazing we had a I little know. cake and sang ourselves <laughs> happy birthday Aww. it was really fun um so it, it kind of unfolded i guess what was it Kelly and Nicole, right, were the ones that founded the Ladybugs. Um, and then with the anthology, like we said, the Sketchy Bugs already had one. And June, who is super cool, was like, hey, I think we've got something in the cards for the ladies. If you would like to do an anthology, do it. So, of course, Kelly and everybody got together, started working. They're like, here's a deadline. What can you make? Let's make it happen. And then as we were working on it, then they got Barbara to come in and be the editor on it as well. And then I don't remember what point we got the cover artist, but it just all the pieces started sliding together and it just became this amazing crescendo of awesome. So. I remember <laughs> my, my very first meeting was when we were had like a Google Doc up and we were like writing down like page estimates for who wants what. And I think Kelly made a comment like we need at least 30 pages for it to be like financially like beneficial to the comic bug so let's let's like shoot for at least 30 and her, her <laughs> finished anthology if you haven't seen it yet is 132 pages long <laughs> nice so you overshot by 100 Over pages what yeah. you're saying <laughs> well ladies yeah. kill it when you give them the chance i guess yeah exactly <laughs> yeah hey. we just everyone was just so excited to be a part of it uh it's just 
such a great experience. It's, yeah. it's so great because um, we've, we've interviewed a lot of people, uh, a lot of comic book creators, and some of the, uh, like the really, really compelling stories we've had. Uh, Madeline, and I can't believe I forgot the rest of her name. She, uh, we interviewed her at Comic-Con last year, and she made this really, really awesome. Uh, it's, a, it's a detective. It's like Sherlock Holmes meets steampunk. And uh, also, like, with ghost stories. I can't believe I forgot her name. Oh, I did it in post. Uh, <laughs> but um, We'll fix that in post. It was a, yeah, right? <laughs> it, was, it was a really, really great read. And just throughout these years of kind of going through all these independent comic books, I mean, there are so yeah. many amazing women women writers, and that's just something I've always always looked forward to. And when you guys reached out to us, I was so happy. I was like, this is, like, exactly what I, I want to cover. This is, ex- this is the stuff I want to. Exactly. I mean, I pretty much was talking to you that whole day when they first reached out to us. I'm like, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. These are exactly <laughs> like, who we need. we got to do this. <laughs> we got to do this. We got to do this, man. It's like, you know, th- there's no question. We have to yeah. get these gals in. That makes me really happy to hear. Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I just, I love new ideas. I love, like, kind of, you know, just people coming up together and to be like, we can make something together. And uh, being self-publishing is just so inspiring for one thing. Because, like, you yes. know, we, we just started with five of us doing this, like, in a, in a living room with one microphone in the middle and just us, you know, talking about geek stuff. And we're like, nobody's really going to listen to this. And then now, a year and a half later, I, like, we're, we're just we're doing stuff on the road, and it's awesome. That's right. <laughs> um, but I do want to know how many stories are going to be in this anthology and actually how many were y'all, like, planning to start out with? Because you said there was going to be way less pages. And then... Like, could y'all make more? Like, did y'all have, like, some left over as well? Um, so there are 13 stories in the book. And I feel like, what didn't we start out with, like, two to begin with? And then it started snowballing. And I'm not sure, did anybody get left out or decide not to go forward I with think it? we had one girl who decided she wasn't comfortable with what she was putting out. She didn't want it in French just because it's not, like, the level of quality she was hoping for. Oh. And we, we respected that. And I told her that, like, when the... the everything else was over I'd be down to like help her work on it yeah I like I want her to be happy with what she's working on she did put a lot of time into that story yeah uh, and then we had another girl who missed the first few deadlines but she was really excited about how the cover looked oh. and so she managed <laughs> to like cram out all 12 pages for us and wow. I was like okay all right. <laughs> that's awesome and nicely like, done seemed very dedicated <laughs> if she was able to punch it out so quick then yeah like I wish I was yeah. good at like crunch time I was I've never been good at it <laughs> good at crunch that. time does amazing things for people I swear as soon as I have a deadline and it's like three days away I can bend space time to meet it because <laughs> I don't miss deadlines that's so just, you're that's a time lord is what you're saying <laughs> yes as a matter of fact nice. I am <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> okay all right all right and um have you worked on comics previously before working on this particular project? Uh, I mean, I think most of us have like made our own comics leading up to it, like 24-hour comic day and little ash cans that we put out. Okay. And for me, this is my first time being in like a, a book with a spine on it that has like a little <laughs> ISBN on the back. So this is very legit. I'm going to rub it in a lot of people's faces. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, I've done like the indie self-publishing route of janky little stuff comics that I print out on my printer and staple together myself and it. it it's a very different vibe and I think the stuff that I made for was different because I wanted to to like serve that image you get of like what you would expect from a comic that someone stapled together themselves yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'd want something that feels I don't, I don't like this word but like, as professional or like something you would expect in a, like a trade paperback yeah exactly yeah. like you know it's kind of like it goes with pretty much everything like if, if it's not you look at it and you're just like, okay, this doesn't look like something that I would like buy in a normal market. Like if you go to a convention and you see like, you know, like those really, really indie people, which I usually just go up and buy anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm like, I will buy this. I don't know what this is. I have so many You, Tyler? No, I've never known you to do that, dude. No. Seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. 
Um, I'm a compulsive buyer. Um, but uh, like that's the stuff that's also gold, but it's also you're kind of like, man, like this would be so much better if I could like see that. Or like you get somebody's business card and it's like a normal piece of paper and they clearly cut it out with like Aww. scissors. You're just like, and this is good. Like I'll try to remember you, but then you're just like, no, if I even like, what do I do? It's with not this? gonna make it home. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. But uh, oh man, I know exactly what you um, mean, though. <laughs> well, as for me, I so I started making comics when I was 12 years old, in the very same vein of like just photocopying stuff and trying to outsell the other guy in my class with me and my <laughs> girl pals. Um, uh-huh, there you go. <laughs> before this particular project, I was um, the co-creator and artist on a title from Thrillbent Comics called Everstar. Um, I worked alongside Becky Tinker. Um, and then I've also been doing some coloring work for Boom. And then, again, also like some indie publishing type of stuff. Like I've got a couple of little titles I've been working on, and I made an ash can and that kind of thing. So this is the first printed one with an ISBN, just like Christine mentioned, and I'm very excited about it. That's awesome. That is so cool. That's great. So it definitely is a, a new felt experience for you. Now, with that said, what were some difficulties you faced while creating this uh, particular anthology? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. Uh, we're going to have a story coming here. All right, let's start off with the fact that the people running this anthology had never made anthologies before, so we had no idea what to expect timeline-wise, quality-wise. Barbara Randall Kiesel is amazing, but we also didn't get her on as an editor until we'd finished all of our comics. Oh, so okay. uh, on one hand, well, like, the, like, the, like the first, um, like the first draft of the comics, or like completely finished. The missions were in, and then we found out that Barbara would be interested in editing us. And so, so on one hand, like we got feedback on everything from lettering to penciling to the amount of rendering we were putting into every single panel, which was really valuable information. She was looking at a final product as opposed to just penciled sketches or a vague idea of it. But on the other hand, we could have saved ourselves a lot of time and effort if we'd had our like glimpse over the scripts and tell us like, you should throw a page (laughs) in here and not draw any of this that took you 15 hours. So um, learning experiences all. So like for future, the learning curve. Yeah. So future anthologies, we're definitely going to like work in stages of send us your script and we'll make sure you like, it's just looking good and you don't have to completely revise everything before you you do thumbnails and pages. Yeah. Yeah. Have y'all thought about having like, um, like reaching out to somebody else to be like, Hey, could you mind being like a, like a pseudo editor and just like, we submit a couple of things and like, and, uh, just kind of let us know. That that's one of the advantages of the ladybugs is that we already can do that because we, we hang out with a bunch of other comic creators. And so for like my web comics, sometimes I'll send thumbnails to, to mom, another one of the members and she'll help me like fine tune it before I go into the pencil stage and all of that. Cool. Uh, so we it, we do get those connections, but also we are gonna have hopefully like a guest editor for the next anthology, in addition to having regular editors from the Ladybugs who look over everything and give good feedback. Nice. So you definitely have the hook up there. You never had a loss <laughs> for somebody to try to yeah. watch over what you guys are doing. In other words, yeah, that's we, great. That's we awesome. We know that you need to incorporate that into the anthology stage, and now we're gonna do that before people finish the entire comic. <laughs> oh, there you go. But it was still fun, though, kind yes. of like, like that no, one yeah. initial moment. You're like, wait, who's editing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, like oh. a lot of the contributors did like just go back and completely redraw their comic, and it was a lot better afterwards. So again, it went from good to great, and it was a really good learning experience. And as long as the final product looks good, I don't care. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, that's so awesome. All right, so where you guys are at now, are you hoping other female writers and artists are going to stand up and make their own books like this? Yes, absolutely. A lot of Good. why the, why we have the Ladybugs and why we wanted to do the anthology is to show 
women, ladies, girls, everybody, you can do it. You are allowed to make comics, make your comics, publish them, make a lot of noise, stand up for yourself, mm-hmm. do what you want, and like to kind of get more inroads into mainstream comics as well. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we need more lady voices. So if we start drumming up excitement in other ladies, ladies will start using their voices even more and we'll make so much noise they can't not hear us. Exactly. <laughs> we have some That's we what we're good at, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, other words, you want, in other words, you want to craft the future Gail Simones of the world, don't you? Basically, yes. yeah. And that's actually something we're, we're putting work into for our website. We're going to have a kit that you can download that's an instructions guide on how to start your own women-only group. Because if you're in Texas, we can't help you as much as other women in Texas. Yeah, you hear that, Emily and Stephanie? Ooh, personal shout outs. I I knew that. Uh, Texas was not random. I totally knew that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, the kit. So, like, what would be on the kit? Like, you don't have to tell us like the whole thing, so people like. It'd be like just like a basic intro on like how like finding a comic shop that's like welcoming to like women, getting other women interested, and helping them know that it's like a safe space, what to do at meetings, and like just making sure they feel comfortable reaching out to us because we have a year already under our belt of running a women's only group. So if they have a problem, we might be able to help. That's awesome. So if you're in the, if you're in the LA area, definitely look for the ladybugs. If you're in Austin, I know one comic book store is called Dragon's Lair. That's a very welcoming place. It's I really awesome. Place. So Another shout out pretty much. That's awesome. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's Austin. <gasps> that was <gasps> terrible. I love puns. You have no idea. No, I doesn't. don't apologize. Oh, he I doesn't either. You. Okay, good. Yep. <laughs> I love my puns, and anyone that lets me pun, I'll just pun them forever. So. Yes. Mm. Pun away, pun away. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your writing and artistic influences? All right. So I think I first started reading webcomics, so I really love, like, Casey Green's sense of humor. Um, he was, like, gun show comic. I think if you've ever seen that gif of a dog in a house that's burning down around him, yes. and he's like, this is fine. That's Casey oh, Green. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Or he's like the inventor of dick butt. Yeah, that's oh, he, he really? yeah. he's amazing. Oh, yeah. So he's, I didn't he's realize hilarious. that was him. And yeah. And he oh, has like an guy. autobiographical comic thing. called Horribleville. Mm-hmm. It's just about how hard it is to be a comic artist that I love. Uh, so it's like the sense of humor that, that deeply resonates with me. Uh, and then I also like like some of the more like mainstream stuff, like anything from Image. I really love like Matt Fraction and Chip oh. Starsky and Kelly Sue DeConnick. Oh. And so awesome. I was hoping you guys would give a shout out to Kelly Sue. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's, she's my awesome. idol. I really want to cosplay as her someday. Um, <laughs> Gla- glasses and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll awesome. even just like get her tattoos, just inked into my skin if I could be her. <laughs> oh, that's great. She's really cool, and it's just really nice because. There's a lot of like gross stuff happening in the comic industry. If you're a woman, it just seems gross. And so seeing a woman who's really successful and openly feminist and who doesn't like suffer consequences for it, but is instead celebrating it and celebrated for it, it's really nice. And it exactly. makes me feel like I don't have to be afraid for being a feminist and yeah. thinking women are people. There are so many horrible things that's going on right now. I don't want to talk about it because we don't yeah, talk about politics. That's not, but that's um, but however, about uh, hopefully things will get way better because there's some really great great stories that need to be told and from everybody and mm-hmm. just, anyway like there's no there's more. crazy <laughs> shit going on this is also like the best time to be in a comics if you're a woman because we have like miss marvel and captain marvel yeah, and yeah. there are just so many new like female-led titles with the big two and it's really great to see exactly and a squirrel girl now and then yeah. of course we have spider gwen so and, yeah and gwenpool for that matter we have oh, that's true <laughs> that's very true i do want to ask if we completely forgot to ask i think ask earlier are y'all both writers and artists or yeah. yes yep. perfect yes. cool just want to make sure that we do we do all the things <laughs> you do all the things that's awesome okay cool okay good i just wanted to make sure that that was documented inside of this audio well um how does the final product compare to the original concept when 
it all came out. In other words, what came out now, is it any different than when it was when you first envisioned it, pretty much? I think when we first envisioned it, we weren't sure what kind of turnout we were going to get, and we didn't know what to expect. Um, and we, again, we were expecting, like, maybe 30 pages if we're lucky, and that's 132. <laughs> yeah. It's this, it's like, beautiful, like, trade paperback instead of, like, a stapled floppy that we were <laughs> expecting. The art and the stories are really, like, really great and enjoyable to read. The cover is like absolutely adorable. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think all of us were just like really excited and squealing and rubbing it on our faces when it came in. <laughs> ah, that's great. So every so single issue has probably been rubbed on somebody's face. Not every single issue, <laughs> but there's like a the one in five chance. <laughs> that it's is like, a major it's selling like winning point, the lottery. Actually. You know, it'll it's have like the, the DNA ticket. of the creators. Forget <laughs> signatures. Try skin cells. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we sprayed it, our perfume on it. You know. Yeah. Like now, 10 years later, if cloning is a thing, it could be cloned. Yeah. We can have way more like anthologies like yeah. in other words that is the main selling <laughs> yes, point people is that you will find their dna on every single issue of this anthology <laughs> guaranteed yeah, so guaranteed. we're all kinds of excited about this anthology we're really happy with how it turned out yeah it's really really great so definitely it's safe to say it went up and beyond what you had originally yeah. envisioned then mm -hmm. yes, that's exactly definitely. what we like it's, to hear it's beautiful and brilliant and wonderful okay so we accidentally skipped you so who are your influences writing oh. and artistic wise um, well, so I'm not just a comic artist. I'm also an illustrator. So some of my answers might be a little outside of the comic industry, if that's cool. That's totally cool. Um, one of my biggest artistic influences in general is Alphonse Mucha. He was a Czech painter oh from Lord, the... Oh, his. Oh, his stuff's amazing. And it, it's actually very related to comics with the kind of line weights and the yes. color types. He has like the decorative paneling and everything. Mm -hmm. So in a way, they're almost like comics, but they're not. Um, so that's <laughs> that's one of my one of my influences as well as I I think just about everybody went through an anime and manga phase. But I yes. particularly yeah, oh yeah <laughs> I was really attracted to their storytelling style like the Eastern storytelling style and I really enjoyed um, Naoko Takeuchi's Sailor Moon. A whole oh lot. yeah, the new one, Crystal. Right? Oh yeah, well well I well, the one I was into was back in the nineties. Oh okay, so showing yeah. showing my age the here. Um, <laughs> the original series, yeah, and like the original manga and that kind of thing. Like uh, uh, Rumiko Takahashi is another one of my big influences. Just those two, their particular storytelling styles appealed to me a lot. Writing style wise, like I would say, movies, like way movies are done to me make sense for comics in the sequential story because in a way. Movies are based on storyboards, and storyboards are comics, yeah, essentially. Exactly. The two go together really well, and so like the similar like three-act structure works. So, you know, one of my favorite movies is The Last Unicorn. Oh, and well, back you, right? And yeah, uh, yeah, and then Goofy Movie, and oh. and so. <laughs> oh yeah. So there's there's so many to name. I'll I'll skip some, but um, but so <laughs> comics wise, some of the very first comics I was into was Sonic the Hedgehog from Archie. Oh, if okay. you guys remember that from 1992. Uh, of course um, I do, because I'm pretty much the old, well, the second oldest guy in our group. So <laughs> you are. <laughs> I was obsessed with that as a child, and that was my first major. Like exposure to comics in general, um, just the writing style and the art style. First, it used to be very cartoony and like full of gags and puns. Yeah, the which, humor was awesome. In which those old runs. definitely inspired my love of gags and puns and like physical slapstick humor. But then it also took it to a deeper story, which I thought was an interesting like how they did that, and that absolutely influences my work hugely. Um, I read a bunch of Disney comics, and they they kind of do the same thing in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, so let's see some parents of my dying and stuff like that. Yeah, People yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> kill off the parents. We have to. Um, I would. My favorite lady comic people, I really into Fiona Staples. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, yes. Great. 
I'm really into Natalie Rice and also Dershing Helmer, which both of those are webcomic creators, and they both have like their own tiny empires, and it's fantastic. Nice. So. Good for so them. Those are my influences. That's awesome. <laughs> so would you prefer your work being published exclusively through Comic Bug or from the bigger publishers such as IDW or Dark Horse? Um, I feel like the answer will vary depending on which creator you're talking to. But for me personally, I feel like the story getting out there is the most important. Like the Comic Bug is, does amazing publishing and they have like good distribution. They sell it from out of their stores. And Mike and June are very supportive of the the... the Community. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Community. Good show, by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, and and so it's like a great for a really personal touch and like support for indie kind of things. Whereas like IDW and Dark Horse, it might might end up being a little more commercial, but it might work for your particular story depending on what it is you're trying to tell. Sure. Perfect. Um, so one thing, since this is indie comics, um, do you consider this the golden age of independent comic books and uh, or literature? And do you also consider this kind of like an example of like kind of moving forward with you know with the movement, or you're just kind of, or is it kind of like one of those things that's like this is a staple like on its own? Um, because one thing it is self-published, which is awesome, and this is w what they need more of because that's what ideally makes everything kind of easier to do your own route you don't have anybody even though like image and idw they can say like hey you know you can't you got to tame down tame down on this and this and that with self-publishing you can do anything you really want as long as you have an editor who like kind of knows what they're doing which you guys have like one of the greatest out there um so what do you think about my question that went like three miles long <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say up Sorry, and beyond tyler <laughs> <laughs> uh, next episode we'll get your answer just kidding so this is definitely one of the best times to be an independent publisher. There's so many people with like web comics and personal projects that they just put out there on like DeviantArt and Tapastic. And because we have stuff like Patreon and Kickstarter, uh, people working from home have a way to really easily like um, just make it easy for readers to give back when they want to, as opposed to setting up like in the early days there were like microtransactions and PayPal tip jars, and so like Patreon gives people like a a salary basically and like a dependable income which is like crazy yeah. if you're a comic artist yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> and then and kickstarter which is awesome too. yeah mm -hmm. and then kickstarter is just like a way to get pre-orders for your comic that help people like a make sure it goes into print and b it's just this huge like milestone at the end of a long series yeah and so like just for independence like it's this amazing time because you can make stuff that's on par with what the pros are doing from Exactly. Home. And also yeah. connects you with the people that you actually like, you know, are writing for, which yeah. is awesome. So and then as a creator, we have stuff like YouTube, which is overwhelmed with tutorials and resources yeah. and horrible comments. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> and there's you like go there. <laughs> with all the advantages, there are disadvantages. They're also like it's, uh, it's bad webcomics still aren't the worst. It's still like people practicing and getting out there. And when I say bad, I mean like they're talking about how like women are like terrible and not people, not art quality, because that always improves with time. Um, and again, there aren't that many. Webcomics are mostly like a girls game, I've noticed. There are more women making them than dudes, if you look at like the long stories. Yeah. Uh, which is And they're all really awesome. Yeah. I love webcomics. There's a lot. Sometimes I read so many webcomics. Sometimes it's just so much easier <laughs> to just be like, all right, I'm just going to click on the link, and yeah. then you just click, read click. it there. The, the other thing is if you want to be an image, like only 10% of people publishing an image have never worked for DC or Marvel before. You need a following mm. before they pick you up most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so webcomics yeah. are a way to get in there if you're really popular and know what you're doing. That's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
so where do you think the industry is heading? Like, where would you like to see it lead to? I feel like the industry is definitely pushing more towards small titles, creative titles, independent publishing type titles. Like, uh, for example, if you if you look at like Boombox and like the Lumberjanes and what kind mm -hmm. of crazy following that has developed around it, which is an amazing series. If you don't read it, <laughs> yeah, you should. Absolutely. It is. It is so good. It's, it's a creator owned stuff like that that comes out that really becomes interesting. Like Action Lab Publishing, for example, is all creator owned stuff. And so they, they back up, you know, creators will take on their series if they think it's good. And it's wonderful that somebody is doing that because not everybody wants to read a superhero book and not everybody wants to just pick this here's what we have you can only choose amongst this like now there's going to be something for everybody and I feel like as we keep going that's going to be more and more what the comic industry is leading to and it's like web comics turning into print and print comics turning into web and it's just going to become this amazing conglomeration of people's stories everywhere and yeah. I hope it keeps going that direction no exactly yeah. that's awesome you said action labs we love action labs do you believe there to be a lack of diversity in the comic industry and what would you change in the major publishers or in independent comics themselves within the creators process and or creator's role? So, yeah, there's definitely a lack of diversity. Um, if you look at every woman in comics ever, you'll notice that Kamala, aka Miss Marvel, is the only one who doesn't have a perfectly dainty nose. Uh, hmm. And I'm not making that, I actually checked once. It's really <laughs> hard to find people who don't have that generic, yes. stereotypically attractive female face. Uh, so they're noticed that. Yeah, no, it's or just the this, well, like I even look. saw a tutorial once where the artist said, "I draw all women the same and just change their hair because this is the most attractive face." And it's like annoying oh. because they were really good at drawing, so I wanted to learn from them and steal their knowledge. And <laughs> at the same time, though, other people were doing that too and weren't noticing that that was really bad advice. Yeah, that was because <laughs> we make guys' faces look different for a reason. It's called character design. You yeah, want yeah, people exactly. to tom apart. Your face says something about you. <laughs> I have you. a feeling I know what artist you're talking about, but I shall not name them. Yeah, I think I know who you're like, talking I don't, about. I don't want to like publicly history, shame like, them you know. or anything. It's just like a thing that a lot of artists fall into without realizing it because everyone else does it. Uh, but uh, again, on webcomics, that's not as common. There are a lot yeah. of women with jacked up noses, and it's really cool. And no one's like, she's the girl with the jacked up It's just like character development. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What a so, concept. Diversity. Uh, yeah. Like, if we can't even get diversity amongst noses, can you imagine how hard it is to have various, like, skin oh, colors and, like, cool, oh, I think. Yeah. Body types? Yeah. Body types body are types really hard. Oh Faith is, like, selling out oh, because yeah. she's the only person that, like, women over 150 pounds can, like, see themselves in. Yeah. And it's like, on one hand, I like that they're starting to move towards that. But on the other hand, like, it's just so slow. And yeah. it's not just comics, like it the Marvel. Just be one. Yeah. So it's like the Marvel movies. It took them 13 movies to give a black woman a speaking role. I think once as a, a ladybug thing, we decided to all like pick random villains from the comic industry. And then we drew them in the Alphonse Mucha style. And like, it was really cool. But after we <laughs> picked all of them, amazing. I was like, so are any of them not white? And there was a pause, and then mom was like, Mystique is blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just yeah. about every other color. So <laughs> uh, I mean, the change that I want to see is just getting people from different cultural backgrounds telling their own stories. Uh, I think there are people who write uh, culturally blind or like racially blind casting into their comics, which it, it's what I do because I don't feel like I'm qualified to write a story about what it's like to be a, a black woman who grew up in L.A., and I don't yeah. want to put a story out there and try to present it as fact. Yeah. So I, I wrote like I'm writing like a sci-fi story where it's in the distant future, and in my head that doesn't matter anymore. So it's still representation, but not a commentary. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so that's that's like a thing that us white people can do. But I would still like the best stories and representations going to be people who've lived that and who are having like sincere, 
honest things to say because even like right. the Miles Morales Spider-Man, it's amazing and yeah, it's it's like yeah. really great. But it, it's also like written by a white guy, and he I think me, there he was. Got me back into learning yeah. to read Marvel. Again. It's a great run, but like every once in a while, there will be like a small problem, and people blame it on the fact that Brian Michael Bendis is white. And yeah. even if he mm. was black, there's a chance that he still would have written it. But I think I think at the end of the day, the problem is that we need black people telling their own stories, not yeah. just white people. The same way we need women telling our own stories, not just dudes telling women's stories. But again, if you're a black person, you shouldn't only have to write about being a black person. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's it's all just crazy, and I just want better representation out there. But yeah, also it, don't want to tell people what to do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> That's an awesome, awesome answer. So, yeah. Um, what comic book series or genre do y'all enjoy reading the most? Um, I, oh gosh, let's see. What series have I been really into? Sonic the Hedgehog, we already mentioned. Yes, uh, yes. I'm really into Saga. I also like Chew. Oh, nice. I like... Oh, yes, Chew. Chew. Oh, oh Chew is just like fantastic. Um, I read a whole ton of web comics. Like I read The Meek, Marin Turnus, Stand Still, Stay Silent, oh, God, which is, that yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a bit of a tongue twister. Um, <laughs> Snarl Bear. Oh my gosh. There's, there, there's one called, um, it's on Tapastic, and it's called Fascist Friends. And it's about a guy who was trying to get into fashion school, but he accidentally signed up for fascist school. <laughs> it's just, it's fun and silly. And so like that kind of, that kind of stuff I'm really into and like creator owned things. Like there was this thing I picked up at Emerald City Comic Con called Merpugs. It's just fantastic. Nice. It's just it's it's these dogs that somehow got fish latched onto the back end, so they turn into mermaids essentially, <laughs> and so so all kinds of all kinds of uh, stuff like that. But I would say genre-wise, I really really enjoy sci-fi, and I also really really enjoy horror, like um, hor horror books, comics, yeah. everything, movies. Um, there's Have you read witches yet? No, I haven't. Neither of us. We're recovering in September. I uh, I do want to read that one, and um, I'm also really into um, Emily Carroll. If you're familiar with her, Ooh. Emily yeah. Carroll is a horror comic artist who began as a web comic artist, but then she got published by is it Image that published hers, or was it a I'm Kickstarter? Not sure. But she has her own graphic novel out, mm -hmm. and it's called Through the Woods, I believe, and it is yeah. beautiful. It's gorgeous. You should see if the comic book has it yeah. because <laughs> it's fantastic. It's creepy stories with limited color palettes, amazing. I think uh, she did a story called like His Face Was Red, which is oh, a story about two brothers yes. who go out in the woods. It's you may favorite. have seen it and not known it was by her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe. maybe. I'm on the yeah. internet a lot. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Reddit a lot. If it's on Reddit, I think <laughs> I've seen it on Reddit before. Yeah, um, it's been on Reddit for but sure. But if you check her out, I think it's emilycarroll.com, two yeah. R's and Carol. And just all, I've read all of the comics she had up there. I just purged or binged them. Not purged. That would be weird. <laughs> I, say, I don't purge, know how to do that. Be a don't very, want oh to. Man. It's a very different topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I do like a lot of web comics. And Ava's Demon is gorgeous and painterly and amazing. Um, the only webcomic I can think of off the top of my head, so I feel like saying I love a lot of <laughs> webcomics isn't true anymore. Um, it's okay. It, welcome to my world. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> I should have made a list. Uh, should have written like it down. Yeah, but uh, I do like a lot of image titles. Ever Saga. Everyone should read Saga. It's amazing. Everyone. I am. I In feel like people are always accusing me of drawing very similar to Fiona Staples, which is a compliment. Uh, and I totally did not mention her when I mentioned my influences earlier. So I was, was going to say, that's negative uh, <laughs> to be likened to Fiona? Really? It's um, <laughs> amazing. I really, I love like that Matt Fraction Hawkeye run is hilarious and brilliant. Especially uh, the first issue. Yeah. <laughs> and at Chip Starsky wrote like a book called Captara, which is like a weird sci-fi fantasy thing where it starts out sci-fi, but then they crash land on a fantasy planet where everything's just really weird and funny. 
Huh. Um, it's really good. I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, yeah, genre wise, I feel like I don't really have a genre other than like good. I tend to follow <laughs> creators. Whatever's That's not what I shit. always look up first. Just <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, I, there's this particular Thanks. genre of comics that friends recommend to me and say are really good. Every once in a while, someone will say it's really bad and then I'll hate read it. Uh, uh, learn from it. it. That's the thing. If you don't want to be a creator, don't hate read because it's just not going to come back to help you. It's yeah. just like losing two hours of your life. Yeah, it's just spite, is what yeah. it is. But this was like a learning experience, and I know how not to do those things. And then you make a throwaway account on Reddit, and then you just yeah. bu- just uh, like butcher it, and you're just like just, just like just angrily read all the five star <laughs> Amazon reviews. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, but like anything by Kelly Sudakonic. Uh, she's amazing and she she wrote like a western and like a superhero story so it's it's really in comics it's not about the genre it's about finding the creators you love because even like if you love Batman you can't read every single Batman book and like them equally because different creators will come in and have different visions of what it's supposed to be like yeah I'm I'm known to not like Frank Miller too much so I'm not too I would however add that there is an age factor of that because let's be honest when we were all kids we didn't care who the creator was you just got the comic because it was either Supergirl or back back before I had taste or whatever it's like you you looked at this time it's like I don't care who Greg Park is I just want to read the book but it's like nowadays it's like those are names great because like oh my god those are actual people yeah exactly so you kind of I guess you can kind of say your tastes become a lot more I don't know, adult, I guess, the, the older you get, so yeah, therefore you, you want to You just have taste suddenly, and so, yeah. like, and knowledge. if you really like dark, gritty stories, then sometimes exactly. Batman will be for you, and sometimes it will not. And yep. if you really like funny, cute stories that are, like, buddy cop stuff, then sometimes Batman will be for you, and sometimes it will not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, so it's... There have been some really great Batman runs that I love, like that that Dick Grayson Damien duo that went oh, on for yes. a while before New Fifty Two. <laughs> that was my jam. That's like in my heart. <laughs> that is Batman. Oh, just oh. like cute oh, and you were talking about. And yes. Best friends with Damien. <laughs> yes. And I don't care what what's happening with that now. I refuse to even look at it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, amen to that. Only why we created the show. <laughs> pre, 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 hey, preaching to the choir, I say. <laughs> All right, so earlier we briefly mentioned procrastination mm. um, and that being an obstacle. Another one, obviously, would be writer's block. So um, so when it comes to crunch time, um, how do you overcome that when you come across writer's block? Uh, I know I usually I try to, to schedule out stuff in advance so I know I'm only making, like, a page a day or whatever. Um, and it slows smooth and smooth as fast. So if you take your time with your thumbnails to make sure they're good, you won't have to aggravatingly redraw entire panels over and over again because the framing doesn't look right and you don't want to move that thumbnail that you already drew, uh, making sure the script is finished before you start. So it's just slowing down and making sure everything that you've finished that you need to build on top of is where it needs to be. Making sure the foundation's Um, there. Yeah, or I know when I'm, I'm writing and I need to make sure everything's good, I stop and ask myself, what is this setting up? What do I need to accomplish? Uh, There's a saying that writer's block is for amateurs uh, because if it takes you an extra month to get out there, it'll take an extra month to get the comic out there, and you've just lost half of your readers. Oh, I've heard a really good cure for artist block is getting another artist uh, and just, just getting rid of the one you already have. God, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. ter- that's wow. terrifying. But again, if, if you're an independent creator, it is different. If your webcomic is like late one week, readers will forgive it a bit. If it's late consistently you'll lose readers from that. That's what happened to me. Like, I think the first webcomic I ever read was super effective, and it just got so and slow. And it just stopped 
updating yeah. ever because yeah, do you know I, what, do you know, do you know the Pokemon yeah, one? Yeah, it's the Pokemon one, yeah, and it's like fantastic. I was, I was like, so into it, and I got so excited, and they just stopped updating, yeah. and I was like, okay, well, I give up. Yeah. They went like a whole year, and they made like, yeah, and then like, it took a whole year, and then they just had one. They You're put like, like three one? more. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's all you could squeak out in a year? Come on. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so man. like stuff happens, and if you're late occasionally, and you like warn your readers, they'll understand, but if like, whether you're professional or independent, if like, you're, you're still trying to service your readers, and if you yeah. keep giving them stuff a month late, that's going to affect yeah. your ability to retain an audience. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. you just, uh, as the audience, yeah. I would agree. And then the other, <laughs> the other one is like having a buffer. If you, I know the industry normally has like the next three months worth of comics done before they publish the first one, and then independent artists like to have a buffer of the next like 20 pages by the time they publish their web comic, so that they have 20 pages to get the next page done and the next one. Which I should Depends have done. If they're like doing the interiors. And <laughs> no, all it's that okay too. because you yeah. can have a buffer of twenty pages and still burn through it really fast. Yes. Because yeah. exactly. that's what I had. I started when I when I launched Clucked. I was like, oh, I have all these buffer pages. It'll be great. And the next thing I know, I'm already running week to week, and I'm like, <laughs> <gasps> how did this happen? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I the biggest the biggest example I love to include with that one right there is that's the reason why Alex Ross doesn't do interiors much anymore because mm-hmm. nobody like him could be expected to do those oh, interiors yeah. on the way he once did. Yeah. yeah. That's why Kingdom Come is going to be pretty much one. Of uh, 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 one, one of its lifetime, <laughs> uh, one in, one one in a lifetime, basically. I mean, he has done a few things ever since now and yeah. then, but the problem is, is that you notice now when those come out, he those issues tend to come out like once every three months mm-hmm. now because he just can't do that because he's mostly just concerned with doing the covers now. So you know, it's whenever much we see Ross on there, we're all just gonna buy it though. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, who's gonna who's gonna deny Ross, man? I mean, pretty much he's a god of the artist industry and all that. Yeah. So come on. <laughs> I would say for me, overcoming block, whether it's art or writing or whatever it is, like I, I tend to kind of stave it off from the beginning by just making myself draw or write every single day. So mm-hmm. you've got like a schedule of time. Like I wake up in the morning early and I spend one hour working on my project and I'm like, this is my time to do it. And when you keep moving forward with it, I feel like it comes out more easily. It's when you lose your momentum that it's really hard to get started again. So if you just keep going and then if you truly hit a block and like, I'll go out and walk around the the block yeah. or take like go Jameson. walk on the beach or <laughs> you know, something like they just take <laughs> give yourself a break but then when you're done with it it's like you just have to do it like yeah. christine said because if you if you delay too long you're going to lose your audience so mm-hmm. it's there's like a certain amount of self-care that needs to go into like preventing the block and then what to do when it happens but then there's a certain point where you just gotta be bust through it you just gotta yeah. so <laughs> um before we have we have one last question i, I do want to ask uh how can we find y'all's work right now? Because you guys do web comics. So mm-hmm. what are your websites and plugs? Um, my website is heyjoeycomics.com. My name is spelled J-O-I-E. So it's just Hey Joey Comics. Um, and I have a couple of different titles you can read on there. You can also go to cluckedcomic.com to read my sci-fi webcomic, Clucked, about the last chicken on Earth. Nice. <laughs> and then my webcomic is called Bounty Hunter Space Besties. Uh, <laughs> bountyhunterspacebesties.com nice that's um, awesome and then there's like an about me and a links page that links to to Joey's comics actually and yes. some of my friends so if you want to see what go. other ladybugs are doing you can find a couple of them on there uh, and then also has my webcomic which is beautiful and hilarious just it, like it me it is beautiful and hilarious yeah. <laughs> just like me awesome Wow, and it seems, whether it's writing block or anything, you guys did a lot of work on this. We applaud you for it, but um, what are you all working on next? Our next anthology, which we start accepting submissions for tonight, is called The Manthology. Nice. All the stories are going to have men in them, and we're going to treat the men the way we normally treat women. 
which I'm really uh, excited about. That's awesome. Like yeah. And so some of the stories <laughs> are, yeah. So there, there are going to be two kinds of stories. There are going to be stories that pick out tropes and point out how ridiculous they are. Oh, man. So uh, broke back poses, the, the boyfriend <laughs> who is just there to be a boyfriend to show how like attractive and powerful the woman is, yeah. but then has no impact on the plot. Oh, I'm already so uh, yes, I really want to do like a story about a detective who's brilliant and has all these like PhDs and like knows karate, but he keeps using <laughs> his like sexuality to get things instead. We need a manga yeah. version of this so bad. There, there's going to be an anthology oh. of it. Oh, I, I, oh my gosh. I hope, um, I hope there's one manga one. Right. And then there's also going to be uh, stories in there that are more positive and like male positive. So it's guys who have feelings. Guys who are what? ponies. Uh, and it just kind of don't have That's yeah. crazy. I and don't so, know what you're talking about. So the idea is to point out that there are things that guys can't do in most media that they should be able to do, like feel things or, or like have existential crises yeah. or rom-coms or whatever. Uh, so there, there are going to be those two kinds of stories. They can't all be castle. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> in other words, anything they can do, we can do better, right? <laughs> no, absolutely. That's awesome. That is so cool. And something that set this apart from the Ladybug Anthology is that we will be accepting submissions from men, and they only have to be twice as good as women to be considered <laughs> equal. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a joke. I just want really no, good submissions, and it's in. I just, I just like making really sleazy, like, human garbage jokes because it's just so easy with this. You haven't met us yet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have our other show, The well. Gathering, where just no yeah, holds barred. come on over right. one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, with the, you kind of actually led to what you were talking about with uh, men's requirements right there, but um, how does one join the Ladybugs? Um, you have to be a lady or identify as Dang a lady. It. Preferred gender pronoun is she or her, and you're in. Yeah, I mean, and you're gender fluid. You're also welcome because mm -hmm. we don't close the gates on people. Oh, okay. um, yeah. You can come to Manhattan Beach Boulevard, the comic bug store. We meet Thursdays from 6 to 9. If you can't make it all the way over here, let's say you live in like Encino or something and it's too far of a drive, we do have a Google Hangouts where people can use their web awesome. webcam to like mm -hmm. Skype in essentially. And you can cool. share your work on the screen because it has a, a screen share feature, which is really cool. So basically just find one of us on our website or on social media somewhere, ask to be part of the group, and we will bring you on in. That's amazing. That's okay. really cool. Is it free as well? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. free. Okay, cool. Yeah. I want to make sure. Hey, uh, most meetings deposit. are a potluck, so a lot of people will like go next door to Trader Joe's because none of us ever prepare in advance <laughs> and buy, like, cheese yeah your admission Definitely price is cheese, cheese essentially yeah. but you don't have to if you and don't you have eat all of the blocks. cheese we're not going to give you a hard time if you don't share if you're hungry you're hungry thing. yeah you're still open and go get more yeah <laughs> exactly. perfect right next to Ch trader joe's you can't beat that but thank um, you guys so much this is awesome thank you for having us absolutely oh. thank oh, you for uh, for bearing with us <laughs> and all that crazy construction <laughs> <laughs> exactly but you know we went through it and hey that's the anthology for you guys and these are the ladybugs We'll have all the information for them underneath uh, if you go to our website and on the post. So we'll have all the information, all the links and stuff like that to y'all's stuff and also to the creators as well. Mm -hmm. So perfect. Exactly. Well, thanks for tuning in. You can check out our other shows and offerings on iTunes and visit our new website, thegrandgeekgathering.com. Go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review us. You can contact us on our site. To stay updated, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and we stream on twitch.tv. To find the Ladybug Anthology, check out ladybugcomics.org. We highly support local businesses and self-published work. Music has been provided by bensound.com. This show has been brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering Network. Join the gathering. Have a wonderful week and... GGG! Ladybugs. Ladybugs. Hashtag. Cheese. 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 <laughs> Cheese. <laughs>